0: It's Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. And, hey, Chet, college football got us off to a great start last weekend, and now it's NFL time. I know you're fired up about that for sure. Oh, yeah. The Phils are still on after losing a couple, and but getting help from the Braves until last night, uh, still two and a half games back. Flyers have announced their 2022 Hall of Fame candidates. That'll be interesting. They're all good ones. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. Always good times when football is going on, my friend. Speaking of football, Bill, I'm guessing you were in your glory over the weekend, a bunch of
1: great college games, including Penn State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Florida State Sunday night. How many hours of football did you watch over the weekend?
0: Um, <laughs> 14, I think it was 14 just on Saturday. Uh, There was a little miss in there, but for the most part, I, I got them all. I got them all starting at noon. Your wife must either love you or loves being away from you. <laughs> well, she she actually, you know, last year I was a little irritated about football with some things. And, uh, you know, she said to me, I said, college football season starts this weekend. She was like, we watching? I said, Ooh. yes, we are. And she said, good. So she said, we've been watching for 38 years, 39 years, my gosh. Uh, you know, we, we need to keep doing that. Hey, Bill, you and I
1: have to start. Getting our money together because I found out today NBC has started selling ads for next year's Super Bowl, and 30 second ads are going for six and a half million dollars. So let's see what we can scrape together, buy a couple of 30 second spots for Philly Press Box Radio.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, we could get our, our loyal listeners. Uh, I, I see a few of them on there already John and Robbie and Jane and uh, Louie and uh. Uh, some others, they, they a couple contributions. We'll throw pitch in out. a couple hundred thousand a piece. And we're like a 10th of the way there. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, we got a great couple guests tonight, Chad, Uh legendary voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese and, and making his annual visit. That's always great. Merrill's always fired up. Bob Boop, Patron Jr. For betters insider. He'll be joining us throughout the uh, football season. Uh, By talking, he'll be talking betting lines, making some picks with us, and that's going to be a lot of fun, too.
1: Yeah, uh, as you know, I met up with Boop last night. First time I've actually met him in person. Great guy. He's always talking about this place, Splits, down in Maple Shade. So I made an appearance. We didn't bowl, but we did have a few beers. So... That was good. Yeah, Bob's going to come on, and we'll talk every week. Uh, He's not going to join us live every week, but he will send us stuff every week. But he's going to come on with us once a month. And when he's on live, we will talk about some of the key college and pro games, some weird prop bets maybe that uh, bettors might want to get in on. And he's
0: going to throw in some occasional trivia too. So it's going to be fun talking to Boop. Good, yeah. Hey, and Chet, I have to tell you, Robbie Ellis got the check in the mail already, so we're (laughs) we're on our way. All right. Uh, good, good, stuff. Well, hey, and, and speaking of Boop joining us uh, to do this stuff, that's that's good. We want to give a shout out to our buddy Freddie Burns, uh, who has joined us for the last handful of years. But as you know, Fred uh, Fred has lots of kids now, and uh, he's tied up this year. So uh, with a lot of other things he's doing as far as uh, EOP sports as well, so he will not be with us on a full time basis. But we'll have him on from time to time. The Eagles had a
1: quarterback factory. Fred and his wife have a baby factory, apparently. <laughs> They've cranked out three of them now. <laughs> I, I
0: wasn't going to go there. Well, I did. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jet, Phil's uh, still just two and a half games behind the Braves. Uh, there's just 24 games left, Jet. The season is is slipping away here. It's time to make the move, and it's time to do it right now. They continue to tease us, Bill. They sweep the Nats. Then they lose a couple of games in Miami
1: before salvaging that third game with, believe it or not, a bullpen pitching game getting it done. Then they blast a Cy Young candidate Monday in Milwaukee, a 12-0 win, only to come back with a guy who they thought was a Cy Young candidate a couple of years ago, Aaron Nola, and they get shelled. Nola is not exactly Mr. September. He's Mr. Bad September.
0: Yeah, and i tell you what, Chad, I, I got a bone to pick with our manager. You might find that hard to believe because no. I, like, I like them. But, you know, here we are. We're 24 games away. You're and you got ground you got to make up. And we have a bullpen that has no assignments. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. know who's pitching what night. They're throwing guys out there all over the place. And when it really comes down to it, Brogdon and Naris are pretty much the guys that get people out. So, give them a slot. You know, you can use Archie Bradley, you can use Coonrod, and you could even use uh, Brogdon, say, in the six, uh, sixth and seventh inning guys. Narris does a decent job when he's not the closer. Put him in that eighth inning slot. And then if Kennedy's your guy, give him the ninth slot. They're throwing all these Alvarado. No, you know, uh, Falter could be your long guy if you got to have one. It's it's time to hunker down and not just keep throwing bodies out there. Yeah,
1: guys like to have a, a set slot, but he hasn't really done it much this year. Although, you know, he's sticking now with the one closer for the most part. Naris has been doing a great job, by the way, in that sixth or seventh inning when he's coming in. Maybe he's just more comfortable there. But yeah, you just never know where you're going to see a Brogdon or an Alvarado. It, it changes from day to day. And it looks like they're going to go with this bullpen thing again now, maybe a few more times because they didn't have any faith in Matt Moore. We heard today Zach Elflin is definitely not coming back. In fact, he's probably going to miss the start of next season because he needs six to seven or eight months. So uh, that was not good news. But th- here's the thing. They're two and a half games out of first. I'm going to put the standings up now so everybody can take a look. Two and a half games out. As you said, 24 games to play. I heard Jason Stark on the radio today talking with Mike Missanelli on 97.5, and he said a couple of uh, those expert sites think that you need 86 wins to get to the postseason, either by way of winning the NL East or the second wildcard spot. That means the Phils would just have to go fifteen and nine, which sounds, you know, like a pretty good record. But they are playing a lot of bad teams over the rest of the way, so I think they can do it. They can go fifteen and nine, but they're just so damn inconsistent. You never know.
0: Yeah, and I believe it's the next to the last series is at Atlanta. Yes, uh, that's you know, you don't need to be two games behind going into Atlanta. I mean, no. if you if you leave with a split, you're still two two games behind. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to be in a better position here before you get to that last week of the season. Uh, and, you know, I, I and again, I, you know, I'm kind of picking on Girardi a little bit. But uh, when you look at the bottom of that lineup every every night uh, with Torres and <laughs> and Galvis and, you know, I mean, they probably shouldn't even really be in this hunt. You know, but,
1: Freddie, Freddie Gallus has three home runs in the
0: past week and a half, Bill. Just thought you should know that. Yeah, he's probably got about five errors, too. <laughs> he hasn't been stellar, but... Uh, no, he has not been stellar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they wanted to make errors, they could have kept Alec Baum up there. <laughs> and, and he could have made errors for them. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, and I guess the, the, they're going to get Nap back. I guess they're, they yeah. want Nap back at some point. Um, his 14 days has to be up pretty soon.
1: Yeah, um, he should be back any day now.
0: You know, but it, the big thing is the pitching there. You know, they, they get a few quality starts. Nola certainly has not been giving them quality starts. Uh, they got their hands full and they, they just can't keep losing to teams that they should win. And as we said, the schedule is
1: favorable. There are no guarantees, as we've discussed previously, but they have Colorado coming up a four game set. They have games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, both at home. You got to win all of those. And uh, yeah, hopefully take two or three when you go down to Atlanta, maybe move into first place in the process, if that happens. So it's going to be very interesting final three and a half weeks or whatever it
0: is. Yeah. And, and, you know, baseball is a funny game. These guys are good. Uh, They're not going to win all their games, you know? So if you, if you could be happy with three out of four, I'd be really happy with three out of four in Baltimore and, uh, and um, Pittsburgh, but, That's not an easy task either. They they've got to gain ground. That's really the bottom line. However, they do it, uh, they've got to gain gain some ground. They had an opportunity. The Braves got beat a couple times, and the Phils lost the same nights. Um, So that's not good. Yeah, two and a half back. And Bill, we got football to talk about. Eagle season kicking off. I have one thing to talk to you about first, though. Bryce Harper. Let's talk Bryce Harper because our man John Roberts is still on the MVP wagon, and and I got to tell you, Bryce Harper is playing really really well. He really is. And he's getting RBI chances
1: now and he's taking advantage of them. I mean, early on, that was one thing that looked bad. His RBI numbers were way low because he was coming up with nobody on base all the time. Or there was a guy on, uh, you know, second and he'd hit the ball so hard and getting a single, the guy would have to stop at third and no RBI. So now he's picking up the RBIs. He's getting the home runs. I guess he's got 28 of those now. So He's certainly making a run. He's he's definitely, I think, in the top three of the MVP race. So uh, maybe he can surpass the T's and win it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they were able to pull this thing out and finish in first place, he, he would certainly have a chance. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this from stats aside, MVP aside, the guy is fun to watch. He is. He's because, you know, he came, he came with a reputation of having a little bit of an attitude and this and that as a, as a young player. Uh, but he's uh he he's kind of grown, I guess he's matured and he is a heck of a player and he's fun to watch because he just loves to play the game every day. And you can see it when he's on the field.
1: It seems like he's been around so long because he came up early and he's still only what 28. So 28. that's just amazing. Yeah. He's that only is amazing.
0: That's right. Ugh. All right, Chet, let's go. Let's uh, cause you're chomping at the bit to talk football. Uh, new look Eagles. New head coach, Nick Sirianni, new staff, new quarterback at Jalen Hurts. Weapons on the outside, we think, uh, that are healthy, that are going to be what we haven't seen before. Uh, there's actually linebackers on the roster, Chet. How about <laughs> that? And healthy, uh, when they're healthy, they should be a really solid offensive line. I think they're better in the defensive backfield. Uh, there's, there's just so much to talk about as we get this thing rolling.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an interesting season. We really don't know how good or bad this team is because they kept everything close to the vest over the course of the preseason opting to play the starters, very little, 10 snaps for the quarterback, which is crazy. Can't wait to hear your prediction later on. We will get to that in the second half of the show. You and I making our season predictions for the birds.
0: Yeah. Uh, and boy, it's, it's a tough one because we've seen so little, uh, but you know what? I think they're going to be fun. And, uh, you, we talked about Merle Reese joining us. You had a chance to, uh, to join or to visit with him yesterday, just yesterday. Uh, we always end up having to tape Merle in the daytime, so we, we don't get to hear him live, but uh, you got to sit with him. Merle is always uh, optimistic, so I'm excited to hear what he's got to say.
1: Yeah, it was a few days ago actually, but uh even he admitted that he's not sure just what to expect this season because of what I said. We've seen so very little. And it's a new coach and inexperienced an quarterback, so you don't know what to expect. But we did talk, and if I can find our interview, I am going to play it for you. Here it comes. <laughs> Hi,
2: football fans. This is Merrill Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good.
1: It's one of my favorite annual traditions here on Philly Press Box Radio, a season preview conversation with voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese. Welcome back, Merrill. Thanks, Jim. Good to be with you. Merrill, the first time we did this, you were just a kid. It was your 39th season as play-by-play, man. Here you are starting season number 45. Can you believe that? I can't.
2: <laughs> I, I can't believe it's forty-five. Honestly, Jim, when I think about the years, they seem to have gone so quickly, and I guess that's what happens uh, over the years. But I mean, it, I, I remember everything with crystal clarity. I mean, I can remember Super Bowl fifteen. I remember the meal years. It all seems so within reach. But uh, the th- truth of the matter is, well, I'm beginning forty-five years, so forty-four years have passed. Since I uh, stepped behind the Eagles' play-by-play microphone for the first time,
1: well, to say the least, 2020 was a rough year in a lot of ways. The pandemic wreaked havoc with the sports world. The Eagles' season: four, eleven, and one. The Super Bowl-winning coach and the franchise quarterback are both gone now. Not a season that anybody expected, right?
2: That's for sure. I mean, you just—you just described a soap opera, not a football <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> well, I know you're not a fan of preseason games. Did we learn anything about this Eagles team from those three scintillating exhibition contests? No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: we we did not. I mean, we saw, we saw Jalen Hurts, the starting quarterback, play 10 snaps, throw seven passes. We saw half the offensive line play a, ten, a, a quarter. Uh, the others didn't play in the second game. Three of them did. Uh, we, we saw very little in the preseason games. I think we we saw those of us who attended practice saw some good things during the uh, the dual practices when they practiced with the Patriots and practiced with the Jets. But I, I don't equate that to the same as a regular season game. And I've been a little bit questioning, if you would say questioning rather than critical, of the Eagles method because I saw uh, a young kid who's trying to make his bones in the national football league by the name of Patrick Mahomes, I think his last name is <laughs> play a half uh, against Arizona. Then I saw him play a half the next week. And I saw Tom Brady play some football and I saw uh, Daniel Jones play a half in the last preseason game. And I saw the Roethlisberger who's 105 years old, got some preseason action. So I, I will be honest with you. I wonder about putting a young quarterback without game experience except for four games last year out there on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons but I also look and say wait a minute, this is the first time the Eagles are starting a season with everybody healthy I mean uh, aside from the guys who were left over still rehabbing from last year but everybody is healthy they suffered no disabling injuries, no injuries that affect this team heading into the season. So maybe if they get off to a decent start, I'll say they're geniuses. (laughs) They've got it right, and it's time to revise my antiquated thinking.
1: And by the way, I think that Brady kid's got a future.
2: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All if, right. If not, as, as not as a football player, at least as a goat.
1: <laughs> that's for sure. All right. True or false, Merrill? A key to the Eagles' fortunes this year will be keeping the offensive line healthier than they've been the last few years. True, true,
2: ten times true. I think that's the biggest key to the offense. Last year, they had fourteen different offensive line combinations. They entered the season with Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks, and Jason Kelsey, and Isaac Ciamalo, and a guy who I think is going to develop into an all-pro, Jordan Mailata. You keep those five guys healthy, you've got a good offense. I mean, believe me, Jalen Hurts will prosper. The wide receivers will explode. The running backs will do their job, the tight ends. I mean, this is a talented offense on paper, but it's also a thin offense. We'll see what they have in the depth department. But your first statement about the offensive line could not have been
1: more on point. Well, it is official now. Jalen Hurts, indeed the starting quarterback. I heard you say on your latest Pro Football Report show that you feel pretty optimistic about Hurts. I like
2: him a lot. I, I really do. I think he's a total package. He's a leader. He's got a rightful arm. He's mobile, quickly uh, makes decisions. I like everything about him. I do.
1: One thing all Eagles fans are excited about is that wide receiver core you mentioned, particularly rookie Devonte Smith and second year guys, Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins. A lot of speed. They could be fun to watch. Do you agree?
2: I do. I do. Um, I think, I think they're going to be great. I, and I always like Greg Ward. I mean, he never gets much attention, but all he does is get open on every play and make catches. I like Greg Ward a lot. So I'm glad he's on the roster. And, um I will keep an open mind going into the season about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, J.J. was uh, the most likely to be released heading into training camp, and here he is on the roster. And not just because he was a second-round draft choice, but because he actually performed well day in and day out.
1: Great to see Zach Ertz back on the roster, too. Hopefully, he'll stick around. Hey, have you gotten to know the new head coach at all? What's your impression of Nick Sirianni and his very young coaching staff?
2: I spent an hour with him on Zoom. I've been to the press conferences. Uh, We've we've said hello and exchanged pleasantries. But you don't get too close to anybody in this this COVID world. There's no one-on-ones. You know, I haven't met any of the players uh, from last year's rookie camp because we're not allowed to. There's no locker room access. There's no one-on-one personal greetings. It's it's just so remote. But uh, I will tell you, the the contact, the limited contact I've had with Nick Sirianni has all been positive. He's an extremely enthusiastic, energetic guy, bright guy, loves football as much as we do, has a good background. I wish him well, and I will enter the season with the, the glass half full as far as the coaching staff is concerned.
1: We may see a somewhat different defense this year. We have a new coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. What do you know about him and what the defense is going to do?
2: He's bright. Uh, A lot of people had him on their their must-meet list after last season. Very, very bright. Would not shock me from, from what people say and my early impressions if he, within three or four years, is the head coach of a team. But, Jim, the interesting thing is when you talk about the offense, Can you talk about the defense? I don't know a thing. I I know names. I know people. I know talent. But we haven't seen anything in terms of schemes, offensively or defensively. The preseason games have been totally vanilla, and so have the drills. So uh, does he blitz a lot? I don't know. I sense that he'll use multiple fronts, three, four, maybe five at times. But again, We really don't know. Same with the offense. How much are they going to run? Are they going to do a lot of RPO stuff? I don't know. Hmm.
1: The Washington football team somehow won the NFC East last year. The division was pretty awful, to be honest. Will the East be at least somewhat better this year? And who's the favorite here in early September?
2: I don't know. Um, I I mean, I think if you're going on paper, I guess you go with Dallas. But it's not one on paper. Washington, I, I love their coach. I think Robert Rivera is terrific. They've got an old quarterback. They've got a young one who's not a guy with a lot of credentials and, and uh, Heineke, but they—I uh, mean—they have their pieces. They have a great defense. That's the whole thing. They're depending on that defense. But I mean, here's an organization that can't even after after two years figure out a nickname, and I think they have the worst owner in the National Football League who seems to interfere at the wrong times and in the wrong ways. Hmm. So they're always a question mark to me.
1: Hey, how's Carson Wentz going to fare in Indy? Hopefully well enough to play three quarters of the offensive snaps, right?
2: We hope so. (laughs) And we also know that he wasn't sensible enough or caring enough to get the vaccination. And now he's in the protocol for COVID, even if it's by contact. We also know that his history of being as fragile as a China doll has continued. I mean, we hope he plays 70, 75% of the plays. But I'm going to tell you something, Jim, and I'm I'm being honest. I I mean, this is not with any animosity towards Carson Wentz. I like him. I think he's a a nice guy. I think he's got a lot of qualities. But I will tell you also that in that second year when we saw him going into that Rams game, he was the MVP of the league. He was a sensational talent. But then came that crushing knee injury where he tore his ACL, his MCL, structural damage. Next year, he left the season early with a fracture in his uh, spine or in uh, in his spinal column. He's not the same quarterback. He doesn't move the same way. He doesn't escape the same way. He's somewhat hesitant. I think maybe Frank Reich has a chance to to get him back, but I don't think Carson Wentz, and I hope I'm wrong, I don't think Carson Wentz is ever going to turn out to be more than a middle-of-the-pack quarterback.
1: Hmm. Two more things, Merrill. Last month, Harold Carmichael inducted into the Hall of Fame, finally, long overdue, and next year, we hope, it looks like it's going to happen, Dick Vermeil will finally go into Canton. you got to be pretty happy. I know those are two of your favorites.
2: Well, Harold should have gone in 20 years ago. Sure. Harold is one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of this game and the kind of person who is every inch a hall of famer. So I was glad to see it happen. As far as Dick Vermeule is concerned, it will happen. It's really not iffy because he's the one coach elevated as a finalist. So it's almost automatic that he'll be a hall of famer next year and he deserves it. And I consider Dick Vermeil and I, I think you would, and most of our listeners would agree with this, that he is probably the the most liked or beloved and most respected coach, manager, I mean, that, that has ever been in Philadelphia in any sport. He would be number one.
1: Absolutely. Last thing, Merrill, you and Mike Quick had to call all the games last year from a spot at the link, including away games. What is the plan this year with fans back in stadiums? Will you guys be traveling to Atlanta and all the other road cities again?
2: As of this very minute, yes. But could that change? Yes. So as of this very minute, we are on the team plane. (laughs) But uh,
1: I would not tell you that that's etched in stone. Gotcha. You're the best, Merrill. Hope it's an exciting year. Thanks for doing this for a seventh straight season here on Philly Press Box Radio. Always great to get your insight. Thanks, Jim. It's always nice to speak with you. Hey, you there? Bill, we're coming back. There you
0: go. There you go. Well, I tell you what, Chet, you know, how good is he? (laughs) <laughs> let's just start he's with the that best. he just turned 79 bill unbelievable <laughs> sharper unbelievable. than I was at 49 I'll tell you that <laughs> no kidding I, I tell you what he he's the best he's really good and uh he he's great I you know and I, he's right on point I think with uh the one thing you guys didn't get to talk about much was the defense because you haven't seen it but uh right you know that offensive line is, is certainly going to be the key and one of one of the things I was going to mention to you didn't know you know, what you and Merle talked about was Jordan Mulata. Uh Molotta and Peters out is, is a huge, huge upgrade to me for this team just because Peters was out of gas, I think, and uh, we don't have to worry about him getting injured every game and all that. The offensive line is going to be key, weapons all over the place, but it all comes down to Jalen Hurts and uh, how efficient he could be in this offense that we haven't seen yet.
1: Yeah, Merrill likes Jalen Hurts, and he also is a big fan of Mailata. He thinks that uh, Mailata could be an all-pro at some point in the not-too-distant future. So I hope he's right, because it's really important to have a good left tackle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing, too, I want to mention, Atlanta, they open with Atlanta down there. Then they're home uh, against the 49ers, and then they go to Dallas for a Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, I think. Be, I, I don't want it to be a smoke and mirrors thing like Chip Kelly did when he came out and started putting people all over the place. Uh, that, that, that doesn't work in the NFL for long. Uh, but they're going to come out in Atlanta and, and maybe in San Francisco and nobody's going to have any clue of what they're doing offensively or defensively. That's got to be an advantage to them, uh, yeah. I, I think, in those first handful of games. So that, that ought to be fun. Yeah, we don't know what to expect, so it's going to be quite the ride, and I uh, can't wait to get it
1: going Sunday at 1
0: o'clock. Absolutely. I did, I knew you would be happy about that.
1: I love my Eagles. I love pro football. You, you, you're the big college guy. I like the pros a little better, but, hey, right. we're different.
0: I hear you. All right, Jet, let's uh, get our little break in with Allstate. And, uh, you know, if you're getting more mileage than your car, it's time to start saving with Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance.
1: Yeah, Bill, Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, PA, that, of course, would be Dave Lavoie. Call Dave at 610 430 0, 700. Once again, 610-430-0700 and start to save more now that you are driving
2: less. Hey, everybody. It's Willie Nile here and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Silly Press
0: Box Radio. You
2: lucky people.
0: Wait, well, Chet, as we mentioned in the opening uh Betters Insiders, Bob Vitrone Jr., Boop, to his friends. He'll be joining us tonight and periodically throughout the football season to make some picks with us and uh, talk betting lines and so forth. Big business.
1: You know, this is Boop's fifth visit to our show. And like I said, last night was the first time we actually met in person, so that was great. Uh, Met up at one of his favorite hangouts, and it just happened to be National Beer Lover's Day. Go figure. <laughs> so we lucked out there. We didn't pay too much attention to the Phillies game because they got crushed. But we had a, a good talk talking about sports and music. And uh, now we're going to talk to Bob again.
0: Well, with that, let's welcome Boop, Bob Vitrone, Jr., back to Philly Press Box Radio. And uh, I guess first thing we have to ask is, uh, did the
3: two of you um, take part in your well, let, just let, Let's back up a second. Your Super Bowl commercial I'm going to make the first contribution because I never actually opened the beer that you bought me yesterday. So we have it. We can return it. So that's the first 350 for a Super Bowl ad. There you go. There
1: you go. I'm loggering up tonight, guys. Logger go. up.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm green teeing tonight. <laughs> All right. All guys. Right, where do we start, Bill? Good, good. Good. Well, Boop, uh, let's start out, uh, kind of give you a little insight what we're going to do. We talk, we usually just talk uh, NFC East as far as picks, okay, and uh, we throw the point spreads out there. We do that, and then we, um, but, but we, it's a winner's choice, and then uh, Chet keeps score, so my understanding is you're going to send uh, picks in each week, but you're not going to be with us each week, but you're going to be. Jet thinks he likes the win, but then he always loses.
3: <laughs> you, you just have to appease him. He's the money guy. So, you know. Yeah, I'm the money guy. The money guy.
0: Hey, uh, speaking so, of you the shows, you Just pick the
1: winner of the game. Just pick That's the it. winner. Yeah. And tonight okay. it's going to be the four NFC East teams that are playing Sunday. We'll pick those games in just a bit. But okay. you were talking to me last night about you have some interesting bets,
3: including the Eagles perhaps going 0-17. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to ask you two guys, which of my two, these two bets do you like better? I've got – the Chiefs to go 17-0, and 0, and I've also got the Eagles to go 0-17. Now, that's that's a little bit of a fun bet for a uh, my future son-in-law, who is a big Cowboys fan, so I put a little bit of money on that for him. So, you know, and they were 4-11-1 and and last year, so you never know. I hope they don't go 0-17, but, you know, they'd be the first team to do it. Um, I'm getting, uh, what was it, 50-1 to 1 on the, um, what's my 17-0 list? I got 250 to one on the Eagles going 0 and 17. I got 50 to one on the Chiefs going 17 and 0. Your thoughts on either of those?
1: I think the Chiefs could do that because they are a great team, obviously. You know, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years back. Very good team. The Eagles are a mystery, but they're not going to go 0 and 17. There's okay. too many bad teams that they have on their <laughs> schedule, including the <laughs> NFC East.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I have to agree with that. Uh, if. They could go 17 and 0 with if, if Philadelphia goes 0
3: and 17, the whole city implodes. <laughs> I do have another bet that hasn't been the Cowboys twice. So I, I did back myself up on that a little bit. You know, the other thing I, I about like the Chiefs it. is Mahomes has talked a little bit about going 17 and 0, which mm. I'd like to see. You like to see anything he does, by the way, as long as he has an offensive line um in front of him. So, you know, I'm that's an exciting thing, and it could be as we get later in the year, um, to see, you know how he takes that mentally as well as physically if they get to be 12 13 and 0.
0: hey hey boop i want to throw out a friend of mine outside of Philly here but a friend of mine uh he has a bet and if he wins i don't know what the odds and all were or how much he even put down but it's like a $25,000 payout he has the lightning the rays and the bucks and okay. they just have to make the finals oh so wow the, that's lightning, good. the lightning have already done it uh, they don't have to win the World Series or win the Super Bowl. They just have right. to make it, and it's like a $25,000 payout.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I did a couple of those last year with Tampa to win everything, and obviously I had one come in, but that was it. Um, But I didn't think about just going for the finals. That's a good idea. Um, I yeah. may have to look into that. Yep. I, I do have a Phillies-Yankees World Series matchup for like a $100,000 somewhere. On my list, um, both when both teams were hot, I figured I'd get in a couple of bucks on that, which I think pre which made the Eagles winning the Phillies winning streak stop. My bet made that stop, so you know, that's well, how gambling works.
0: I, I have to ask you, Boop, uh, you you bet on a lot of things, you got lots of lots of action you like to, <laughs> to to get involved in. Do you just, uh, from a guy, low action, but it's a lot of yeah. it. Well, yeah. for, for a guy
3: that doesn't bet, uh, what do you put? Two bucks, five bucks, twenty bucks. Uh, usually, half? for instance, what I do in most Phillies games is I like to bet the Phillies to win for ten dollars, and then I'll bet four dollars on the minus one and a half run line, three dollars on the minus two and a half run line, three. So that if they win, I get my money back, and if they win by more than a run, which most wins are by more than a run, mm-hmm. I make money. So you know, it's it's. So I'm basically betting twenty dollars a game. So rather than twenty dollars to win and getting back eighteen fifty. I'm betting twenty, and I could win as much as like forty-two, depending on the odds, and you know. And I really like doing that when they're the underdog because you're already going to get back more than you paid because you have the odds in your favor. So as long as you win, you're ahead of the game, and now you're hoping. So the twelve nothing game the other night put me up up for the week. So now NFL,
1: I don't don't throw
3: hundreds out there too often unless they're good. There's that Glad actual deal. That. I think Caesars has a deal this week. If you bet 100 on the NFL throughout the month of September, you'll get a uh, digital credit for 150 at the NFL store. So I put that 100 right away on a uh, on the Chiefs getting two and a half on uh, Sunday. So that that uh, New Jersey should be in sometime by the end of the month. So in the NFL Week One, you said you went with lots of overs, many
1: by five and a half or more. You're talking about teams winning by five and a half. No, I'm just talking going about
3: over. like for instance, the um I'll give you the one under I like is Sunday night because the Rams last year went under all eight games. They're over under now 46. Hmm. A lot when a game a game goes over, it goes over by more than a point almost always. And okay. the, the point to me that I always see statistically is about five and a half or six. So that 46, I'm betting on that game going to be at 51 and a half, 52 or or so, and it's gonna get me back uh plus one fifty. It's gonna give me one and a half to one odds when it gets up to that point um i like doing a lot of that for the overs Um, going to like a little um a little more than the a- actual over because like i said no one every over if it's 53 ends up 54 it's usually the over is usually well before the end of the game somebody's fattling from behind so you know um it's the same thing with the under except that i refuse to bet the clock it's there's nothing to cheer for if i'm rooting for an under you know i, I gotta ask you um
0: not having much of a preseason. The Eagles not having really any preseason. How's that well, affect did, your let me, mindset?
3: Let me, let me correct you because I'll tell you why this preseason was important. Nick has never coached, been a head coach on any level before. From schemes and playing and stuff, there's a lot that goes on in a head coach and your entire coaching staff and your entire staff running a game, running game action and doing substitutions and getting together with the you know the electronic tablets and who's gonna call the play. You know, so I'm glad he got this year to have a couple of those under his belt as a dress rehearsal of the actual execution of a game, as opposed to last year where there was no preseason and a guy that had never coached on any level, high school, college, or pro goes in and is running the show. He's never had the wand for it before. So that no matter how badly and little that the offense played, he got to play around with how his staff is going to run that, the games.
1: The season kicks off Thursday night with Tampa Bay and Dallas and you uh took an interesting bet with Tom Brady regarding passing yards. Tell us about it.
3: Yeah, who is it? They uh points bet I think has uh Brady uh plus 100 to go over a half of a yard to get at least 1 yard passing. Um the maximum bet is $10. So I bet 10, I'm going to win back 10, but that's $10 I can play somewhere else and get a lot more yeah. money back. Um you know, DraftKings has a plus 73 for Tampa Bay in the game that they're promoting, which, you know, is obviously everyone's going to win. So they're giving people free money. If you want to bet the $50 and you're a DraftKings person, you'll get your $50 back. It's all there to entice you to keep playing there. My question to you is, do you know why they picked plus 73? I don't. Biggest shutout in NFL history is Bears 73, Redskins nothing in the 1940 (laughs) championship game. That's where they got the 73 from. So okay. as long as the Bucks don't have the worst loss in NFL history, I'm going to win 50 bucks high beer next time.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. And and uh, did you see that uh, the average ticket price for that game is now at
3: $580? Oh, goodness. That's, uh, that's a lot of money for, you know.
0: <laughs> I called my buddies, a couple of them that have season tickets. I said, man, sell. Sell now. Yeah, yeah. Watch it on um, TV. Yeah.
3: It's going to be one of the other reasons I like the overs this weekend is it's going to be full stadiums in warm weather for the first time in two years. And having that extra preseason, that preseason game week with no game, I think the offenses are going to be antsy, getting ready to go. want to pull out all the stops. It's going to be warm, I'm assuming, in most places. I haven't looked at the weather yet. So um, I really could see, uh, you know, other than the Eagles game, which I think will be an under, and that Rams game on Sunday night, I think I'm going to go for a lot of different. Over parlays uh, through the weekend. I said to pick and map, pick and choose which ones I want. Well, before we get to six three, <laughs> before we get to our picks,
1: uh, you mentioned the unders, and uh, you said you're going to go with lots of unders for Eagles games through the
3: season. Why? Yeah, that I said to you last night. I have no problem with the offensive line. You and I could be the backup offensive line at this point, <laughs> and we all learned from the Eagles last year and from the Chief Super Bowl that you're only as good as your backup offensive linemen. I said to you, and I've said this for years, the offensive line is the most important position in football. It makes or breaks your quarterback. We saw Mahomes being very pedestrian in the Super Bowl, where, where now with the Fisher being hurt, had his two um, best offensive linemen out, and there's nothing he could do, even with all the speed he had. So you have to have the offensive line, and they're going to get hurt. No doubt about it. Rarely is the team like the 2017 Eagles goes through a whole year with entire offensive line so you're only as good as your backup offensive line. And I got to say, on the Eagles depth chart, most of those are second they're, – they're blank. or It's the same guy. There's nobody backing them up right now. And the ones that are, just they're just not very good. So unless this, the offensive line stays intact, I don't see how Hurts, as well as he played some last year, and the way Wards played and uh, your guy Sanders, I just don't see him putting up a lot of points. But I do see them being better on defense with the new linebacker and a couple of new defensive backs. And as we always end up saying, it's one of the best defensive lines in the league. So um, they very well may win a lot of six or lose a lot of six three games. Okay.
0: Hey, now, Boop, before uh, we move on to our picks yet again, uh, betterinsider.com, is that still where you post a lot of yeah, stuff? Yeah, where I'm where involved in that you? a
3: little bit. I do a lot less writing now. We have a lot of young guys doing a lot of the, the stuff. And I just kind of sit back and, uh, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, if we get involved with a, um, a uh, bigger tiered people, I may jump in and start doing stuff. I may do some NFL stuff, but no, I'm involved. It's behind the scenes at this point, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, we got guys writing soccer. We got guys doing horse racing. There's a guy that picks WNBA every night, which, you know, I know to a lot of people, that doesn't mean anything. The WNBA, pretty much every game is on national somewhere these days between the NBA TV, CBS, Sportsnet, Twitter, So, um, you know, the women played so well in the Olympics, Don Staley, obviously the coach, that that league has grown little by little with the help of the NBA. Um, It's now on TV, as a lot of things are everywhere. So um, it's and you can bet on it. So it's that's coming along. So um, and we have guys, you name it, we have somebody out there to write about it. So, you know, join in, try us out, see what you like. And we should
1: mention you post a lot of good stuff on your Twitter feed, which is at Boop Stats.
3: Yeah, I try to pretty much put everything out there I can. I do a TV schedule every day. I try to keep the Philadelphia sports schedule up to date up there. I try to do little things that like newspapers used to do, but they don't have the time and the deadline to do now. Um, So I try to get that out there. So when you wake up in the afternoon, in the morning, or some of us in the afternoon, and you will say, What's on TV tonight? You can go to my Twitter feed and there'll be a pretty good idea, you know, pretty good listing of what's on there. And it includes some of the European soccer and others. Okay, good deal. Well, gentlemen, that I wouldn't necessarily watch. Started when COVID came back last year, no one knew what was going to be on when. So I started putting it together then, and I've just carried it through since then. There you go. Well, it's time to make our NFC
0: East picks. Uh, And Boop, like I said, we picked the winners. Um, We throw the points out there just for information, but we picked the winners. So, uh, Chet, tonight you're going to go first. Boop will go second. I'll pull up last. All right. So we start out, we got the Thursday night special opener, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's minus eight. The Chargers visit the football team. The Chargers are minus one. Denver comes east to play the Giants. The Broncos are minus three. And as we know, the Eagles travel to Atlanta. The Falcons are minus three and a half. So... Who do you like, Chet? Dallas at Tampa Bay. I don't like either of those teams, Bill. Don't like either of them.
1: But I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win the game. Uh, I'll take Brady over Prescott, especially because he's still coming off the injury. And who knows what to expect? Tampa Bay at home, easy.
3: It's hard to bet against Tom Brady in the first or last game of any season. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Plus 72.5 points. (laughs)
0: I'm going with Tampa Bay just because it's Dallas. So uh, no matter what, I'm going with Tampa Bay on this one. All right. Chargers uh, visit the football team. As you said, defending NFC East champions, but uh, they're one-point dogs. You know, I think Washington
1: actually may win the NFC East, believe it or not. But I'm taking the Chargers to surprise them and win the opener uh, in D.C. or Maryland or wherever the hell they play. I'm taking the Chargers in that one.
3: You know – if Washington does repeat, it'd be the first NFC's division team champion to repeat since 0405 Eagles. Let's put it this way. Both the chargers and Denver aren't going to come East and win games on Sunday. So take your pick. (coughs) Pardon me. One's going to lose. You can decide which one I'm going to say that the the chargers are going to be the team to lose. Ah,
0: and I'm going to take the chargers to win. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the football team to win my bad. Um, I think they're going to be a pretty good club, and uh, coming east. I was going to say this before Boop did. T- coming east um, is going to be tough for the Chargers. I'm going. I'm going with a football team. I took uh, the Chargers. All right, Denver uh, comes to the Giants. The Broncos are minus three, Chet.
1: You know, I'm going to go with Boop's philosophy here. I did write this down. I'm taking the Giants. So, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers to be Washington, but I'm going to take the Giants to surprise, in a small way, the Denver Broncos. So, uh, we'll see.
3: Boop? Yeah, I'm going to go Denver there. Like I said, the Chargers are going to lose that game. I don't think – you know, the Giants fumbled down the stretch last year once Barkley got hurt. It's going to take them a while to get their feet back under them. And at this point – Um, I I just, they're going to have to prove something more to me than, than, uh, they've shown, they they have to show me something before I'm going to get Jeff jump back on a Giants bandwagon.
0: Absolutely. That that's my thing. Exactly. With the Giants show me something. They they always like to talk up there, but you don't ever see any results. I'm going Denver on that Eagles Falcons, Falcons minus three and a half. Uh, you're going to bid with your head or with your heart jet.
1: I heard the line came down to three today. I don't know if that's true or not, but either way, I'm taking the Eagles to win by three. I don't know why. Maybe I'm going with my heart and not my head, but <laughs> I think they're gonna somehow gut it out. It might be ugly at times. Eagles 20 to 17.
3: The Eagles have gotten a lot of breaks against the Falcons the last couple of years, back to that Julio Jones play at the end of the first half of the divisional game. Um, you know I it would be a really good first win for Nick if they get it. Um, I just don't think I'm, I see it happening, not on the road. Um, and I assume Atlanta's going to have a full house and it's indoor. It's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a zoo and it, it may be a little much for the new coach and the fairly new quarterback.
0: Well, I am going to uh, not go on it because I'm a homer, uh, but I'm going to take the Eagles for two reasons. One is I think Atlanta is the biggest underachieving team that's been around in a long time. Uh, they just don't. They, they never get it done. Matt Ryan, no, nah, no, nah, all done with him. Uh, and I think the unknown that the Eagles are going to throw out on the field that the Falcons obviously can't prepare for because we don't know what they're going to do on both sides of the ball. I'm going to go uh, advantage Eagles in this one, and they might sneak out of here with a win. All right. Now, are we going to make our full season predictions, Bill? Yeah, let's
1: do it. Uh, before we, we do Bill, that, let's do it. Let me tell you this. Uh, some of our other friends we've had on the show many times, Tyrone Johnson. Eagles go seven and ten this year. Ross Tucker says the birds will go nine and eight. Ray Diddinger today said he's looking at an eight and nine Eagles season. And our pal Brandon Lee gouton from Bleeding Green Nation is also saying eight and nine for the Eagles. So what are we saying? Boop, you go first.
3: You know, they were four, eleven, and one last year. Uh I'm gonna say let's match that, but the only difference is gonna be now they're gonna have uh one less tie. So I think five and twelve. Um, I don't see him being that much better than last year. I mean, it could be five, eleven, and one. Who knows? <laughs> but you know, I don't think they're going to be much better I than they were well, last year.
1: Bill, you'll need to go. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm excited about this team. I don't know why. I think they're going to surprise a few people. <laughs> I know you it's need, a rough. You need more of this. <laughs> I do. It's a rough early schedule. I know that, but I'm saying the Eagles are going to go nine and eight.
0: Just missed the playoffs, though. Uh. Well. I'm not going to agree with you. I'm going. I'm going to go seven and ten, and and that might be a reach. But again, so many unknowns. Um, it's kind of a crapshoot. I'm going. To, I'm going to throw seven and ten out there. We'll see what happens. I All hope right. you're right, Chet. I, I kind of think Boop might be more right. But yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: You're the first person to say that in a long time.
1: <laughs> now, by the way, Boop, we're going to call this segment maybe Boop's Best Bets, or depending on how badly you do, Boop's Bogus Bets.
3: <laughs> whatever you want. You it? you got the typewriter in front of you, so you can put up there whatever you want. <laughs> uh, all
0: right. Hey, Boop, uh, thanks for joining us. Give us a shout out, run more time, where people can find you and what you got going on. so My Twitter feed that is more. at
3: BoopStats. I do have a website, boopstats.com, that I, I throw some stuff on there once in a while. I got, I got some old bucket bartender stuff on that site, by the way. And uh, ah. bettersofcider.com. Check out all the guys there. I pop up there once in a great while. So uh, any of those three places. Um, or, as he found out, Splits Farm Grill, most uh, NFL Sundays, and uh, busy sports nights.
0: Good I'll deal. see you there again. All right, Boop. Thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, next time. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, Boop. All right, Chet, let's give a shout-out to all the shows that will be live on the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week, including this one. Uh, This is being live-streamed across Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and now on Twitch. You can also catch all the action on www.eopsports.com. Help us out by hitting those, subscribe, follow, and like buttons, and as always, share with your family and friends. In addition to this great show, check out our partners at Philly sports, including Edge of Philly Sports Live tonight. Check out Joe, Freddie, and Big Al as they cover four for four and so much more. Philly Sports Watch Live Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Birds IQ, Kyle and Eric Quinn are back. Catch them Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Talking all things Birds. And the Patterson Avenue Fanatics, every Saturday at 9 a.m., wake up and have breakfast with the gang. TK, Marks, James, Dave, Paul, and Damon. And get your Philly Sports Talk on. And if you miss any of them, Chet, you can always grab the podcast. They're on all of the platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on all things Philly Sports by signing up for the uh, Edge of Philly Sports newsletter, which comes out every Friday as well. Did I hear you're coming up north this weekend? You did, Chet. I am uh, actually leaving here in the middle of the night tonight. And I'll be up there sometime tomorrow night driving. And uh, with that, Jed, I'll be making uh, a visit with the EOP crew at the South House, 2535 South 13th Street in Philly during the post game show. I won't be there for the pre game show, but I will be part of the post game show. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, it's going to be fun working with the guys, not, you know, living down here. I haven't had a chance to do that other than me and you a few times, but uh, really looking forward to being with the guys on Sunday afternoon. At the South House is where
1: we did the draft night show, and it was a whole lot of fun, night two of uh, the draft back in April or May, and it was a great little bar, so you're going to like that, Bill. I'll be driving back Sunday morning from visiting my old hometown and hopefully getting back just in time for kickoff in my man cave, and I'm going to be tired, so I'll, I'll check you out on the postgame, though.
0: All right, South House, 2535 South 15th Street in Philly. All right, Chet, great guest tonight, and Reese and Bob Vitrone, Jr., who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week?
1: Well, Bill, next week's going to mark the return of one of our favorite guests. He's all over it with the Eagles. He is the boss at Bleeding Green Nation, and he joins us two or three times every year. It's our buddy Brandon Lee Gowton. Where is he? Let's see. There he is, Brandon Lee Gowton, BLG from BGN. He's on the show next week. We may or may not have a second guest. We shall see, but we know
0: BLG will be here. He's always great. Yeah, and we'll have plenty of birds to talk about. That's for sure. All right, Chet, uh, we got to hit this Flyers uh, situation. They announced the finalists for this year's Hall of Fame. Uh, This is the first time since 2016 the team has added someone or multiple people, we don't know, and uh, the finalists is a great list. Our friends, Bob the Hound, Kelly, and Lou Nolan, uh, along with NHL Hall of Famer Mark Recchi, as well as longtime Flyers, Simone Gagné, Paul Holmgren, Rick Tockett, This is a really good group.
1: It is. And for people watching uh, the video version, I have that uh, posted right now. And on the left side, it's people who have uh, players who have been in the flyers hall, you know, before 2016. So, you know, Bob Clark, Bernie Perron, of course, Barber, Keith Allen, Ed Snyder, the executives, McLeish, Mark Howe goes on and on and on. Most recently, Jimmy Watson in 2016. Hard to believe they haven't put anybody in, in the last five years and they may do one, they may do two. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but you know, not just because we've had him on the show three or four times, but I would love to see Lou Nolan and, you know, Bob Kelly who we've had on here several times also is a great one.
0: Yeah. You know, they're all, they're all oh, yeah all deserving. I mean, you could, you could put every single one of them in. I, I get the one that kind of surprised me a little bit was Holmgren. Um, You know, I mean, he's been, a, he's kind of a lifer, but. I mean, was he a great lifer? Yeah, I was surprised
1: too, but I've seen some of the writers who think he is a pretty good candidate. He put up some, you know, decent numbers. He was a, a bit of a, a tough guy—not a Dave Schultz kind of tough guy, but Schultz, by the way, is in there. Uh, yeah, Holmden would not be my first choice, but uh, you know, you can't really go wrong with any of them. They were all pretty darn good in their time at the Flyers. Mark Recchi, uh, great career. Rick Tockett, who was here quite a long time as well. So, either you know, whatever they choose, I'm going to be okay with it.
0: Yeah, I, I am too. Uh and like say they could go come back put two in, come back next year, put the next two in and and get them all cuz uh all are deserving and uh it will be interesting to see how they do. that. That's a sports writer's vote, is it not? I'm not sure how they're doing it.
1: I know Jim Jackson, the announcer, is part of the uh, committee that's, you know, handling the decision making. And uh, he said they may go with one, they may go with two. You never know. But I'm personally, if I had a vote, I would go with Lou Nolan because he's been there the entire time in the organization, starting in PR in 67 and then behind the PA mic since 1972. So he's great.
0: Yeah, Lou yeah he is. He is. Lou and, uh, and Hal Kelly, uh, same thing. Uh, another lifer that's that's been around since the 60s or early 70s as well. So good choices. And uh, we'll follow that because I'm sure as hockey season starts, we're going to have both Lou and Hal uh, back with us because they're, you know, they become annual guests. So we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. All right, let's take another quick break and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Razz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with a certificate of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They change some things up. Very popular mystery boxes. Raz's with just 11 lines, so your chances of winning are... 1-11, 1 in 11. Great odds. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Razroom. That's right, PPCC 118 Razroom on Facebook. Mr. Chesko, that gets the parting shots. This hour flew by. It did. We didn't even get to talk
1: about Penn State. Penn State with a big win over uh, Wisconsin out there, the defense coming up large. That was great to see. But now we're moving on to Eagles and my parting shot. Is about the birds. Um, before this season, Bill, going into a season, I've never, ever been more uncertain about how the team is going to do. I would be surprised, but not totally shocked if they went, you know, 10 and seven or even 11 and six. But I would also not be shocked if they went three and 14 or four and 13 or as Boop said, five and 12. It's a team with a new coach, a team that showed us almost nothing in the preseason in terms of schemes. And that was planned. And A team that has a bunch of first and second and third year players in key, you know, skill positions. It's also got a bunch of older guys on the O and D lines, and those are important spots, obviously. So I just don't know what to expect. It's going to be a fun, exciting season, though, I think. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we hope, realizes his potential, whatever that may be. It could be a long year for him if he doesn't and a long year for us fans as well. But, hey, that would mean at least a nice high draft pick next year, right? Well, we don't know what to expect, but let's, excuse me, hopefully enjoy the ride and uh,
0: hope for the best. Fly, Eagles, fly. There you go. A couple things for you on my way out, Chet. Here you go. Do you want to retract that statement about the football team winning the Eastern Division from Big John Roberts? You got anything to say there? I have no idea who's going to win the East. I don't think it's going to be the Giants. It could be
1: Dallas. It could be the Washington football team. Maybe the Eagles. If they do go 9-8 and like I predicted, that might be enough to win it. But I do think it's going to be either the Washington football team or Dallas, unfortunately. Hope I'm wrong.
0: Uh, I hope you are wrong, too. Hey, you mentioned Penn State. You mentioned college football. How great was it? to turn on the TV on Saturday and every stadium have 80, 90, hundred thousand people in it. Um, Just the environment of college football and football as a whole is just tremendous. And uh, it was certainly great to see. Yeah, it was
1: a lot of great games as well. And uh, hopefully everybody comes out of it. Okay. No uh, COVID issues. I really don't want to see that. So (sighs) I hope we're all getting
0: over that. Yep. Um, and now for the Nittany Lions, just a couple of weeks and Auburn comes to town for the first out of the season. They're going to have two this year. That'll be a national televised game on a, on a Saturday night. That place will be rocking.
1: Yeah, Ball State this week, and then yeah, as you said, Auburn coming up shortly, and uh, a trouncing of Villanova
0: on the schedule. So, yep. going to be a fun fall out in Happy Valley. Absolutely, looking forward to it. All right, anything else before we wrap it? Wrap it up, Bill. All right. Let's thank tonight's special guests, Merrill Reese and Bob Vitron Jr. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's com, PPCC 118 Razz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, September 15th. 15th, right? Yeah. At 7 p.m. Yes, it's September. You can see us live on Facebook or listen through our website, Philly radio.com on blogtalkradio.com slash Philly Pressbox Radio, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the other podcasts as well. Chet, high hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and go birds. Let's do the
2: song. Come on.